Welcome to Break Future Brilliance podcast. This podcast is about grit, perseverance, and I bring real life stories to you of healing and transformational journeys so that you know that you can create a life on your own terms. My name is Seema Giri, your host. I'm an international speaker, best-selling and award-winning author, book writing mentor, publisher, and event producer. Welcome to Break Free to Brilliance podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode this week. I'm so happy to be here with you. And today we have an amazing guest, Sophie McLean. Welcome, Sophie, to our podcast. Thank you for having me, Sima. It's great to be here. Well, before we get started with this amazing interview, we are going to start with a quick grounding meditation. So let's close our eyes. And if you are driving, please don't close your eyes, but do follow along with us. So let's close our eyes and take in a deep breath all the way to your belly and exhale. And with your next breath in, see if you have any kind of tension in your body anywhere, any stiffness, any perhaps some some small pain, and send your breath to that location. And with your next breath in, bring your awareness to your heart. Maybe even place your hand over your heart and just feel it beat. Feel the rhythm of in and out. And now I would like you to bring your awareness to a happy time in your life. It could be from any time. It could be today, yesterday, or any point in your life. Think of a happy moment. Just feel into that and relive it as if you're living it for the very first time. And with your next inhale, Just imagine all the people that you were with, how it was like, what was the environment, what was the ambience, what was, what were you feeling in your heart to feel the same bliss, the same joy, the excitement. Perhaps you were alone in a tranquil place, imagine, just relive that moment with the beauty taken that beauty the the sense of what was around you that tranquility with your next breath in i would like you to bring your awareness to the top of your head where the crown chakra is and think of a second happy moment again it can be from any time period in your life and With the next inhale, just again, feel into it, relive it as if you're living it for the very first time. Let's use all your senses, the smell, the touch, the feeling. With the night bright colors, soothing environment. Just take that in, feel that in. And with your next breath in, I want you to open up yourself to what can be the possibilities from hearing our conversation. Open up your mind and your heart even more. And let's not have a predetermined 
idea of what this conversation could lead to. Just open yourself to the possibilities, the what if possibilities. And perhaps you're here today, maybe not just for yourself, but maybe for someone else. Maybe today what you hear would need to be heard by someone near and dear to you, and you would be the messenger to take this to them. And also for me and Sophia, I invite ourselves to open up to the possibilities of what this conversation could mean for our listeners, for our guests, and for us as well. Let's tune into ourselves and into our higher powers to tune into what our listeners need to hear from us today. And with the next breath in and exhale, we're going to be totally present in the here and now. And you may open your eyes with a great big smile. Welcome, Sophie. How was that meditation for you? What was called in your heart? Well, I went very deep, actually. I very much love, it filled with love, vast in love. Thank you very much. It was a great gift. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I would like to give a formal introduction to our special of our special guest, Sophie McLean. She is a, Sophie McLean's mission is to contribute to the creation of a new culture for humankind or the shift from homo sapiens to homo spiritus, as Dr. David Hawkins so beautifully wrote. As a wisdom teacher, Sophie has spent decades leading transformational seminars to over 80,000 people around the world of all ethnicities, ages, religions, and social backgrounds, all engaged with the universal ex existential questions of who and what am I? And what is my life about? Her seminar and podcast topics span both human and metaphysical dimensions, exposing and deconstructing the automatic ego, consciousness, freedom, love, stress, anxiety, fear, relationships, health, sex, money, ownership, leadership, spirituality, creation, and evolution the feminine and the masculine responsibility and making an effective, actionable difference in the world. So you can see from her bio alone, how amazing our conversation is going to be today. Um, Sophie, why is the world a place of such conflict and violence? How do you think we can create a new culture for humanity? by awakening that's how we can create a new culture for humanity i actually experience there is a shift happening that has been predicted for years and the shift is from homo sapiens which is a reign of the ego which is a survival right we survived nature first elements animals and then we started surviving each other and the ego is great. Uh, the mistake people make is that uh, they don't want the ego, they blame the ego, they resist the ego, but the ego has gotten us where we are, which is extraordinary advances in technology, medicine, put people on the moon, MC square, but it has now um, uh, deteriorated into a, 
a violent, cruel culture of division and inequalities, right? And, and that often happens with birth. It's always done in pain. And we shifting from this reign of surviving to the, to the, to the homo spiritus, which is to be connected to your soul, to the spiritual, expressed in the material world. So in a way, it's, you will use your five senses, you will appreciate the gift of the five senses, the gift of being incarnated, and you'll get, you get authentic power, guidance. <laughs> from working from home. So sorry. Shush. All right. So sorry. Somebody rang the bell. So of course the dogs went crazy. Um, so um, you will access authentic power, intuition, guidance. Um, so you go beyond your five senses. And I think this is what is happening. And that is what I call a new culture for humankind. We can just pause until they stop. I have to pause. I have to go and answer the doorbell. Okay, go ahead. So sorry. No problem. All right, so sorry. Okay, I just paused. Okay, so let's let's just pick up from that question again. So Sophie, can you tell me why do you think the world is in, in, in place of such conflict? And how do you think we can create a new culture for humanity? So the world is in a place of such conflict, to answer your first question. Uh, I think um, because we are reaching the end of the reign of the Homo sapiens, and we shifting towards Homo spiritus. So Homo sapiens is the reign of the ego, which means the survival. And there is nothing wrong with what we have done or um, with the ego. Most people resist the ego, don't like the ego, think they have to disappear the ego, but you actually cannot exist and participate in our culture if you don't have an ego. But there is an enormous difference between the unconscious ego and the conscious ego. So the Homo sapiens reign is coming to an end. And <laughs> And you know, it's never pretty to have a shift. You know, if you give birth, I believe Sima, you have children, you know, birth happens in pain, right? So we, we are experiencing the pain of the birth of the homo spiritus. Uh, we have to let go of what we have known and go into the unknown, which is always difficult for human being. And a lot of fear rises and a lot of conflict and violence. Now, homo spiritus is when you are connected to the spiritual, you are connected to your soul. So the, the, this is what I call a new culture for humankind. You are still obviously incarnated on earth. You still have the use of your five senses. You still operate in the material world. But now you have access to this guidance and authentic power and intuition that comes from the spiritual. And I believe this is a shift we are going through. I do feel, I, I agree with you. I do feel there's a lot more awakening, a lot more people 
doing a lot more meditation. I think that's the first gateway that people think, you know, let me start meditating more. There's a lot more awareness. There's a lot more of acceptance about spirituality and the metaphysical. And there's a lot more learning about that now. So do you feel there's like a sense of more ease now compared to before? No, not ease. I think the pandemic has slowed down the speed at which people were going have reduced the noise. It's as if the universe said to all of us, go to your bedroom and do some thinking. Right? Yes. I think um, I also have the same experience than you. There is a, the awakening people saying, all right, all right, where do I look? Where do I go? What is available? Um, they are looking for purpose. People have much more are much more discerning than they were before. And they want to be seen. They want their life to matter. They, they're not throwing everything away, caught up in the right race. And that is makes my heart sing. Mm. Well, you know, in the last 15 to 18 months, we have been bombarded. It wasn't just a pandemic that we were going through. We have just been bombarded with one thing after another. It's like getting, like you were saying, you know, getting punishment from the parents all at once for like a two, three month kind of a thing. So not only did we get, you know, the, with the virus and, but also with a lot of uh, racial discrimination, a, a lot of um, divide in diversity as well. And um, so with all of that happening, do you think that it is possible for everyone to have that love, relatedness, and care with, with the way things have been going? Well, first, um, you know, during the shift, what you're describing, everything we're going through, which I think is far from being over, by the way, but it's like a, an enormous light is being shown on everything that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. yes. So suddenly we, we can't escape it. Racism, woman, climate, it's being shown. You cannot escape it, right? So this is why it seems that we're bombarded with everything, but it's really good. It's coming out of the shadows and, and then we can deal with it. And um, the, do I think that everybody can awaken? Yes, I do. And, and it's... Um, a uh, very um, logical for me. There is two kinetic energy. Kinetic meaning for people that don't know that word, that you move from one place to the next, right? It's what moves something. There is two kinetic energy to elevate yourself. One is suffering. I used to hate suffering, mm. but I realized that most people only elevate themselves and let go of what they need to let go of when they suffer deep enough. And the other energy is love. Right? Mm. Now there is no resisting evolution. It is absolutely absurd. It's way beyond anybody resistance. So you shall elevate. Now it's up to you to choose. You're either going to do it suffering or you're going to do it in the space of love. So people have the choice and that as more and more people surrender to this elevation and the shift the others will follow that is a great point and i would like our listeners to you know take a moment to reflect in their own life when when do they actually make a change when they're really suffering through something or you realize it's change and you need change or maybe some things aren't working out and you are going through with 
place of love. I know it's a human nature not to make a change unless, you know, you're really suffering and can't take it anymore. We adjust and we say, okay, we'll just compromise, compromise, compromise until, you know, something breaks. Either you get really sick like I did or something, you have a loss of something major, something close to you. So listeners, how do you uh, behave in this kind of a situation? And also I would like to point out that, so if you made a very good point, Rather than thinking that we're being bombarded with all kinds of problems, there have been problems that have been put under the carpet that we have not been actually looking at it for a long time and just going on. And after a certain point, you can't do that anymore. So at once, all of these, the light is being shown on things that are not working. And that just makes it feel easier to digest and easier to understand that the light is being shown on things that are not working. And then when when there and when it is time for a change in all of those areas, that's when the uprising also occurs. It's like the tide in the ocean, you know, it's a high tide, meaning there's it's time for a change and you need to do something about it. So great insight. Now, I always wondered, Sophie, around wisdom, is it something that you gain over experience? Can it be taught? I mean, we are always sharing information from our own place of wisdom, but can wisdom actually be taught? Yes, yes. Wisdom for me is, is very, a very beautiful, simple distinction. Wisdom is knowing that you hold the, uh, the world in your eyes, meaning that it is a way you view things that will give you your experience of being alive and not only give you your experience of being alive, but create your reality. You know, there is nothing real out there. The, whatever circumstances you have in your life, whatever you have in your life is what you sow. You always reap what you sow. So wisdom is knowing that you are the originator of it all. That, that's what wisdom is. And being the originator of it all is learned. You, nobody teaches you that at school. Um, I had to learn it the hard way. And once I created myself firmly as the originator of my life, I acquired the freedom I so yearned for. So wisdom, yes, totally can be taught, can be learned, and can be seeked. Yeah. That's another interesting point. It's not a question of knowledge at all. Wisdom is knowing that you are the originator of it all. Mm -hmm. Why do you think we tend to forget that? Well, the, the design of the whole game of life is, is um, I, I, you know, from my experience of leading to all those thousands of people, it seems that, and I had a lot of out-of-body experience, mystical experience, but you know, it seems that the divine creates the souls, right? So I would not even dream of uh, asking why. I have no idea why the divine created the souls, but it seems that the game of the souls is to elevate themselves back to the divine. Okay, great. Maybe the divine wanted to have fun. I don't know. Okay, so. Um, so there is all the souls that needs to heal, elevate themselves, learn, and go back to the divine. And the best, 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 best school to do that is Earth. So one of my masters said to me, you know, only the very advanced soul come back to Earth because it's a really tough school. Mm. 
So you incarnate, you come here, and very soon after you're born, you forget who you really are. That's the game. And then your entire life is about trying to remember who you really are. If you're lucky, buddy, just before you die, you will. And then you would have hopefully learned what you needed to learn and heal what you needed to heal. But this is what we call the, you know, the sage. Like when you get older, you have shed so much of your automatic ego that hopefully when you are in your old age, you are uh, freer than you were before. So that's the game. The game is to actually forget who you really are and spend your life trying to remember it. <laughs> That sounds so counterproductive to me. I've realized that too, but it's, I often feel that, you know, if we can remember at least what our purpose is, if nothing else, if we can just retain that, what is our life's purpose and go with that, how much further we could get and how much more ground we could cover. There is no way to get. You don't need to get anywhere. Where are you going? That's the game. This is it. <laughs> To get, I mean, people are always wanting to get somewhere. One day we'll be all seen, rich and happy, healthy. And where are you going? All there is is now. There is nowhere to get. See, man, nowhere. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> there is nothing else. <laughs> wow, wow. Well, that's an enlightening moment. That this is it. There's this nowhere to get. And you might just love it because you know what? This is it. But can that also once people feel that, then what is the desire to do anything different and to move forward and make a difference? Indeed. Well, when you remember who you really are, you have this irresistible impulse to give it away because you realize the oneness, right? So everybody talk about the oneness. You are me, I'm you. But in, from the point of view of our character, if you look at ourselves as a character, like in a movie or in a play, Right? I, I can look at you and say, we are one, but you know, we don't experience it because we have the character in the way. But if you look at it from the point of view of the divine, the divine is everything and nothing, right? Mm -hmm. You can't even talk about the divine. It's the mystery of the divine, but it's the whole and everything. Okay. It creates itself into souls. That creates itself into human beings. Every single soul is made of the divine. We are all divine, just on different journeys. So if I meet you today, Sima, I will say to you, well, how is your life journey going? Oh, you had a health thing. Did you handle it well? You did, well done, right? It, the, this is it, we are all one. We are the same than the murderer, than the child dying of hunger, than the president. It is just all the divine having an experience and on different journey back to the divine. Hmm. So we're all divine, having our own journeys, and we'll all get back to the to to the divine. So, listeners, this is a a thing to ponder on. You know, I would. Sometimes I wish this was an interactive conversation that could really get into the minds of the listeners and see what they're thinking about this right now. But you can do that by, you know, having a conversation in the comment section. Uh, let us know what you think. So this, this brings us to 
why do people actually suffer then? You know, why is there so much suffering? Is suffering really needed for us to not really understand our journey? We're the only species on the planet that suffers. I mean, the earth doesn't suffer from the earthquake. The dog with three legs never say, oh, good God, my life is ruined, get me a therapist. The giraffe doesn't complain about having a neck that is too long. Right? We're the only one that complain. Why? Because we make up stories and we believe our stories. So let me give you an example, right? So my husband died five days after I got married on honeymoon. He had a oh. the brain, he died. I was 28, you can imagine, devastated. I adored my husband. Okay. Well, not only did I have to deal with the loss and the shock of the situation and all that. But on top of that, I made up that only a doomed person will lose their husband five days after getting married. I was, I was convinced that I was doomed. I made up a story, I'm doomed, and I believed it. The next five years were hell. They were hell not because I lost my husband, that was bad enough. They were hell because I suffered on top of the pain of his loss. Mm. And why did I suffer? Because I made up the story and believed it. And the, it is a moment I realized that the fact that my husband died five days after I got married did not mean I was doomed. That moment of liberation altered my entire life. And I never stopped since then. And I'm now 60 years old. I never stopped giving it away to people. It, suffering is totally optional but you have to you know you have to actually have enough awareness to realize oh i made up a story i'm believing the story if you do not make up stories or at least if you make up story and know they're not the truth they're just your story you will see your suffering disappear now you still have pain pain that's part of life you can't not have pain that you don't need to suffer. That is true. And that reminds me of a, of a quote that, you know, you'll go through pain, but suffering is optional. And we hear this all the time, but it's really difficult to do. But really, if you pause for a minute and just look at the facts, like in your example, Sophie, the fact was that your husband died. Yes. Unfortunately, it was five days after, after you got married. So sorry about that. Um, but that's, it, that's what it is. It's just the fact that he died. It's painful. It's unfortunate. And that you are still who you are as Sophie, the person. You're still who you are and whatever you bring to the world. You'll have the pain. And we do this all the time. And we have to remember this. I think this is what we keep forgetting. Every time a new challenge or new pain comes in, we forget that, okay, yes, we're going through this. It's unfortunate. But, you know, this will pass and you still deserve the best. You're still a great loving person and there's nothing wrong with you. You're just having this experience. So I'd like to invite our listeners to think about what stories are they playing in their head over and over again? And what is it that they're believing? And maybe today is a time to just let that go. Just let it go. It's a story look at the facts and look at how, how you've grown from that and how you can move forward. Um, 
And, and this brings me to our next question um, uh, in mind, Sophie, is what specific actions can, can people take so they can be more present and live more in the now? So I always um, encourage people to practice awareness because awareness is the ultimate power, right? So what is awareness? It's again, very simple. I'm a big fan of simplicity. When you teach children to cross the street, you ask your children to stop, look right, look left, and then make a choice if they're crossing the street or not. That's awareness, stop. Every now and then in your life, especially in the important moments, stop. Look right, look left, look at the consequence of what you might say or the consequence of your action. Look at it authentically and then make a choice. That alone will transform your life. Oh, that's, that's really simple. Just remember what you do before you cross the street. Look to your left, look to the right, and then see what choice you need to make. That is really, really simple way of, of remembering that. Um, that's a great input. So Sophie, when did you know that this was a path that you needed to walk on? Well, I had a gift when I was 12 years old. So when I was 12 years old, I was uh, brought up in Casablanca, Morocco. I'm French, but I was brought up there. And I was in my garden. I was watching my family getting ready to sit down for dinner. And I had a, a gift. I literally downloaded some insights. The first insight was that I was being brought up in a cocoon, all nice and safe and beautiful and loving. And that was not what the world was like. So that was quite a revelation for me. I felt a little bit like Siddhartha going out of his uh, kingdom, you know, like suddenly so poverty and suffering. So I, I, I knew then that I had to travel the world. Mm -hmm. The second insight was that all of it was an illusion. What I was going to find in my traveling was all an illusion. And then the third insight was that I better get on my mission and not miss out. So I went to my parents, a 12 year old parent said, well, I got the secret. It's all an illusion. We're living in a cocoon and I'm on a mission. <laughs> <laughs> they called me the crazy one. I've kept this nickname to this day. I'm the crazy one. And, uh, but, you know, as I went on with my life, I discovered I wasn't crazy at all. I traveled to nearly 80 countries in the world. I discovered everything there was to discover. I think I've seen most of, I mean, a lot of things. And, uh, and I got that it's all an illusion and I'm on my mission. So I followed the instruction. I'm very um, satisfied with that. So, so to answer your question, I got a gift. I don't know why I got the gift. I got a gift and I listened. So for those of our, of our listeners who are still trying to find out who they are and what their life's mission is, how would you, what would you suggest them to, what kind of actions to take so they can really feel into and know whether they are on the right path or not? Well, listen, I'm sure there is many ways to do it, but I can only talk about the one that I practice because it's fast. I, I'm not somebody to go and work on it for 60 years. I, I want it done. I want to know my mission. I want to get in action. I'm a very pragmatic kind of girl. So 
the, the way that I've found over the last 30 years that is so powerful, never fails and always works is a disentanglement of your automatic ego. You need, another way to say it is that you need to understand how a human being is designed. Again, um, you know, I have masters in philosophies and diplomas and all that, it doesn't matter. What matters is my experience one-on-one -on -one with nearly a hundred thousand people. Every single one of them followed the same design. Mm. And what nobody teaches you this design. And it is simple. There is four main pillars to our automatic ego. You need to get to those. You need to get to what you do when those four pillars don't work. And that's it. You will meet who you really are. And from there, you will be really clear on what your soul intention is in incarnating you. You will actually have an insight, a, an intuition, a download. You will know my students leave having an experience of their essence, knowing what their soul intention in incarnating you is, in incarnating them is, and they create a mission to fulfill on that. So it makes it very simple. And that's why I'm still working and still leading courses and writing books and um, because it is so simple. In fact, it's so simple. It's nearly too simple for our complicated mind. <laughs> People are so used to suffer and so used to make it complicated and difficult and unclear. No, if it's complicated, you're in your automatic ego. If you're confused, you're in your automatic ego. The truth that gets you is simple, crystal clear, no confusion whatsoever. I agree with you. As humans, we, simple is hard for us, right? For if it's not complicated, if there's not a couple of, you know, a uh, two-page process of something, it feels, it doesn't feel like it's, you know, it's a value or, you know, it can get you the result. But I think it's more difficult just bringing down things to more, sim you know, as simple as possible. And simplicity is the, is the way to go. Um, so you think it's more so in the Western society than the Eastern society? Well, I went to India three times. I went to Sri Lanka, I went to Thailand. I went, it's, you know, I led there, I met people, same stories maybe different flavor, but stories nonetheless. Mm -hmm. So we're all the same around the world. <laughs> we're I, humans, so. I, I led, you know, Australia, New Zealand, Africa, Europe, United States, Canada, Mexico. It's you know, the same stories everywhere. Yeah, same design. So same. different outcomes, right? Different flavor. If you. A Japanese lady of 26 or a man of uh, 82 in England, you're going to make different stories. But the design itself is the same. That's a very interesting concept. Um, and, and it makes sense too. Because at the, at the end of the day, we're all humans having similar experiences. It's just different cultures, different locations. But... Um, we're all striving for the same thing. We're all striving for the peace. We're all striving to find out who we, who we really are. Do you have a free gift for our listeners today? Yeah, if they go to my website, 
uh, it's not going to last very long. So they've got to get the offer. But for the last six months, I've given a 21 day free course. Okay. With my full audio book included in it, and it's free with lessons. And it's called The Call of the Soul. Hear the call of your soul. And it's a fantastic uh, step into awareness, right? So I really recommend they get it. There is no catch to it. You put your email, you start receiving uh, the, the lessons it, once a day for 21 days. And my website is my name, Sophie McLean, M-C-L-E-A-N.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that. The call of the soul, that, you know, it, just the name sounds so calming and relaxing. The call of your soul, find out what the call of your soul is. And uh, the link is going to be in our show notes. So be sure to get that. And Sophie, it was so wonderful talking to you today. It was a breath of information for our, our listeners. And I certainly learned a lot about it too. Thank you so much for joining us today. Sima, I want to really uh, personally thank you for being the kind of person that makes a difference, share your experience, wants to elevate the global consciousness. It is always, always my privilege to speak to like-minded minds. So thank you for having me. Likewise. Thank you so much. And to our listeners, until next time, this is Sima Giri. I hope you enjoyed our time together. I know I did. Through this transformational journey, I hope you could see yourself taking similar steps, breaking free to your brilliance and creating the life that you desire. Please subscribe to our Break Free to Brilliance podcast at your favorite listening place. Tune in to next time for another amazing episode.